Hey everybody, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give a short bullet point type summary of a single topic from woke Marxism you need to understand so we can stop this thing. And I want to talk to you today about a concept or a technique or a goal, really, of uh, left-wing activism, and that's nullification. So a lot of what their activism seeks to do is to nullify their opponents. This isn't the same as destroying, it's not the same as silencing or censoring, and in a lot of ways it's worse than silencing or censoring an opponent. Because what nullification actually entails is the idea that if you are in a nullified category, anything that you do makes your situation worse. And so here's a common question we face with woke stuff a lot. Where are the men? Why are there moms standing up around the world and around the country? Why are there women standing up and fighting for this? Where are the men? Why aren't men standing up? And I've given an explanation in the past that goes something like, well, this is a female ideology. It it skews female. It codes female. And if you get up and punch it in the nose, if the men stand up, it's going to be interpreted as patriarchy asserting itself or something like that. It doesn't have to actually have the argument made. It just has to have that vibe. And the reason for that is actually because men as a class, if you will, are nullified. So if men stand up and talk in a manly way and assert masculine strength against this movement, it gets roped into the whole thing that society has broadly accepted by consensus that masculine strength is toxic. The toxic masculinity meme successfully poisoned society and led them to nullify men. So where are the men? The men are nullified. It's not that men can't speak up or don't speak up. It's frequently that men, when they speak up, make matters worse because they've been nullified. Here's another example of nullification. This is a very common leftist media game. And I'm telling you about these things so we can start to call them out and undo them. These are magic spells that are being cast or have been cast on our population. So here's a very common media game of nullification. So you have a character, this is actually happening right now, the New York Times has just attacked the uh, survivor and uh, refugee from North Korea, Yeonmi Park. And so she's under attack from the New York Times, which is saying, yeah, she escaped this horrible tyranny, but she's become a darling of right-wing media. So here's how this game works. This is nullification yet again. And so she comes here, she has this story, she should be a superstar, she should be, should be warning Americans all across the political spectrum of tyranny, her stories and her claims that what we're seeing in America mirrors what she saw in North Korea, and that in some ways it's worse than what she experienced in North Korea, should be something that everybody can hear and resonate with. But they can't have that because that would give away the game. So they have to be politically nullified, or they have to politically nullify Yeonmi Park, I should say. They have to nullify her and her message. So what that will mean is when she speaks, it's actually worse than if she didn't. And here's the way that that plays out. The mainstream or captured is a better way to put it. Propagandist media studiously ignores her and her message. Her message, her story, and her as a person get no attention, no play. They don't support her book. They don't give her a chance to speak on television. They pretend she doesn't exist until later because what gets coded as right-wing media or conservative media picks up the story. They promote the book. They give her a platform. They want to get her story out. They think, well, the mainstream captured press won't allow this story to be told, so we'll tell the story 
but they're coded in the deplorable or MAGA or unvaccinated or whichever class has been nullified already. In this case, it's conservative or, quote, right-wing. So right-wing media tells the story, and then the New York Times comes out with a hit piece and says, Yonby Park has this story, and maybe it's interesting, but she's actually using it as a darling of right-wing media. She's actually a prop for a right-wing agenda. So go back to sleep, everybody. You can ignore her. We've nullified her. She's become a prop of right-wing media. She's actually, and her story is actually just a right-wing phenomenon. So then when she speaks, all of what she says is coded through the filter of right-wing. That's political nullification. It's in a way much worse than censorship because when you start to tell the truth or when you platform stories that are legitimate or you fight back in any way, if you're in a nullified category, it's rigged up to where they can use narrative warfare, lies, distortions, and so on to make matters worse. Conservatives and right wing are the kind of ultimate nullified group. They've tied it to MAGA and ultra-MAGA and deplorables and unvaccinated and all those things I just alluded to, white supremacy, and so on. But conservatives have been being mocked vigorously, especially I lay so much of the blame for this at the feet of Jon Stewart with The Daily Show, I mean, really the comedy there, which made it very fashionable for an entire generation or two generations of American young people to make fun of conservatives for being conservative, which means to also see in themselves that holding conservative positions or even just rejecting the mainstream narrative, which is coded also as conservative, is a shameful thing to do. So something they wouldn't want to do, but more importantly, wouldn't want to be associated with. This cast a mad magic spell that came straight out of Mao's tactics. If we remember that Mao labeled five identity categories originally, he added some later to that as black categories of identity, bad categories of identity that were enemies of the people, enemies of the state that had to be shamed, had to be hated actually, and that one of those five was right-winger. Just right-winger. Rightists, R-I-G-H-T-I-S-T, rightist, people who subscribe to right-wing ideologies as one of his bad categories, then you can see that this has been uh, mobilized against the American people and has nullified conservatives. Their whole operation, by the way, ends in literally months following the breaking of the nullification of conservatives. The second it stops being socially anathema, to be coded as right-wing. It doesn't matter if you're right-wing, by the way. If you are so much as coded as right-wing, you have uh, you fall into the black, the black or bad category that can't be believed, that can't be trusted, that actually makes matters worse for itself by doing the one thing it must do, which is to continue to speak. Notice how that falls into a mid-level provocation by default. You live in a mid-level provocation. Don't speak, and you're silenced, and you lose. Do speak, and you're nullified, so it works against you, and you lose. You have to pick which one of those two things, which which one of those horns of the, of the dilemma, they're going to let gore you. And that's what they've set up through this magical uh, activity of nullification. And so understanding that they do this, that they nullify through insinuation, through um, accusation, through this media game they played with Yonmi Park, they played this media game with me, they played it with Brett Weinstein, they played it with lot Brett Weinstein, who's openly a progressive, uh, or <laughs> easily verifiably a progressive, a left-wing person. Well, no. When we did the grievance studies affair, they told we talked to Brett 
about what media we should consider and not consider. And he very bluntly said in his experience after the Evergreen State College implosion that he went through that to talk to Fox News or Tucker Carlson meant there's no bridge home. You can't be taken seriously by mainstream society anymore. That changed a little bit by the time we came out with things. So we are making progress against the broad nullification of the right or conservatives or things coded conservative. But that's what is being talked. That, that's what's meant here. That's what nullification is about. So when I say, for example, that Operation Christian Nationalism is meant to nullify Christians, I don't mean it's meant to shut down Christianity. I mean, it's meant to make it so that every time Christians speak up about their values, their views, or their any other view, as long as they can be labeled as a conservative Christian, that it actually does more harm with the mainstream brainwashed normie population than it does good. That is actually nullification. Nullification follows from making the brainwashed normie population believe that when certain groups forward certain ideas, that they are worse than uh, something to be ignored. There's something to be actively fought against because of who said them and the associations they built out around those. And you can find a million ways, once you understand this concept of nullification, that they nullify groups. This is the operation that they are constantly kind of waging against um, Moms for Liberty as an organization. They're trying to nullify parents' groups that are fighting back grassroots parents groups. So they try to allege that they're connected to one of their magic spells about nulli that nullifies a group, dark money. They do this to people like Chris Rufo and I, we have dark money behind us. When they say that they're trying to cast a spell of nullification over that group. They allege that they're tied up in all kinds of bad ideologies, that they have connections to this or to that. I see clanned Karen, Karen hood is a nickname that they're giving. They're trying to associate moms for Liberty with Nazis and with Hitler and with far-right extremism and anti-Semitism. They're all attempts to nullify the effect of the grass, the most effective grassroots parents organization in the country. This political nullification is one of their primary tools, primary tactics, and primary objectives. So what you want to be able to do, what do we do about this? Well, you keep speaking the truth and keep speaking the truth and keep speaking the truth is one thing that you do about it because eventually the psyops all break. Every psyops has the exact same characteristic. Some proportion of the population believes it initially, and then that tends to decay exponentially over time. The question is, how long does it take? What's the half-life? How long does it take to go from, say, 85, 90% of the population, which is frequently the level of the target population that believes the psyops at first, not the whole population, but the target population, close to 90% will tend to believe it at first. Well, the question is, how long does it take them not to believe it any longer? And what forces cause that to be uh, shorter amounts of time. Well, diminishing trust in the people perpetrating the psyops shortens the time tremendously. Sharing the truth shortens the time tremendously. Becoming credible on your own for sharing the truth and cutting through psyops helps shorten the time tremendously. So we have to keep speaking up, even though in sort of the immediate term, we're going to get nullified. This is where you hear people say, well, they're going to call us names anyway, usually to justify doing something stupid um, or becoming a reactionary or whatever. That doesn't justify being a reactionary. You need to tell the truth. You need to be as accurate as possible. You can't give in and become the thing you hate. So that's one thing you can do about nullification. The second thing, as I mentioned in a previous episode, name the dynamic, 
is to name the dynamic, to understand the concept of political nullification and start to explain it. The reason that you can't listen to right-wing figures like Yonmi Park or Brett Weinstein, according to the angry left, is because they've been nullified. Nullification means to tar them with association, often through manipulative tricks, so that they can't be listened to by the brainwashed masses. And then if you don't want to be recognized as somebody in the brainwashed masses, maybe you should ask if you are participating in nullification campaigns and supporting them. A struggle session is usually designed, that's another topic we've talked about many times, to nullify by getting somebody to, to nullify the, its targets by getting them to confess to a crime they never committed, to getting them to admit that they did wrong by mounting gigantic amounts of social and uh, psychological pressure on them until they crack and apologize or say, maybe I should have thought better, or I'll step down, I'll resign, I'll back off, I'll do better in the future, or whatever it is. The goal is to get you to confess to a crime you never committed. Why? Because you've now given away your moral authority. You admitted that you made a mistake when you probably didn't. You admitted that you were a criminal against their bogus set of laws. And therefore, you've acquiesced to those and you've given away some of your moral authority and you appear, as you actually are, weak before the audience that you need to be able to convince. So they've nullified you. So now you're a criminal against their uh, their, their, their regime's bogus set of, of policies and laws and ex norms and expectations. So why would somebody listen to a criminal? You're already an admitted person who makes a mistake, breaks the law, breaks a rule, is insensitive, hurts people, causes harm, does trauma, all of the things that they always say. That's why you can't apologize in these situations. That's why you can't capitulate in these situations. And that's why anybody who will capitulate to them is effectively nullified. And nullification has to be fought by pointing out the dynamic of nullification and the tool and how it works and how it's duping masses into not listening to things that they should otherwise listen to. And in fact, turning against things that they should probably be hearing and taking seriously. So that's today's episode, political nullification. It is a dastardly evil tactic. It is done through insinuation, through mockery. The left can't really meme, sort of, in the sense of making memes on the internet, but they are very good at coming up with uh, meme plexes and associations that cause people to lose their, uh, whether it's intellectual or psychological, but most importantly, moral authority to influence the kind of low information, low engagement masses that are just passing by the train wreck that they've created out of something that they perceived as an opportunity to ruin somebody and nullify them or a group they're associated with. So you have to be aware of it. You have to be able to name it. You also have to keep gaining credibility and speaking truth, pointing out their lies. And those two things self-reinforce. Every time you can point out how they're manipulating people, you gain credibility with the audience that they're able to manipulate and you break some percentage of them free. That speeds up the decay process for, for the credibility or the believability of their psychological active measures and operations against us.